0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. We're going to be talking tonight about the law of faith. The law of faith. And I know that uh, I was raised under Brother Hagan. And all of his years of ministry, he said no matter where, where he starts at, whatever his message is, he always ends up on faith and healing. I know for me that's been my strength for 40 years. Faith and healing. And they all work together. No matter, no matter what area of life that you're facing, what you're dealing with, what you're going through, good times, bad times, you must always be a person of faith. And faith is more than just saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a person of faith. There's a lot of Christians that don't know much about faith at all. But faith, faith is one of the number one subjects of the Bible. And you go ahead and turn to Romans chapter three. We'll get there in just a just a minute. I know we got to keep moving. But Hebrews eleven six says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." And so we always need to be people that are studying faith, learning more about faith, living by faith. And uh, Bible also says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith in God and faith in God's word, not by studying circumstances. Amen. Amen. And you know, I, I was thinking. How many got to experience uh, uh, Reverend day, Dana Nile when he was here? Amen. Well, he spent he spent about three days with us. And it's the first time I got to just sit with the preacher for a few days, just be able to just share things and talk. And I, and I told him that I realized after a while that I wanted to stay informed what was going on, etc. We had so much time on our hands. We was stuck out on our farm and uh, did a lot of work there. But also every day I was watching all the updates on the... Uh, I don't know what to call it now. Anyway, I mean, I know its name, but I don't like to talk about it. But we was watching so many updates and updates and updates and updates and all the stuff going on. I realized, wait a minute. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I was reading my Bible every day like I've always done, praying like I've always done. But that stuff was getting so overwhelming, so much news, so much talking about it. I thought, man, I'm getting overloaded with all this information. I've got to back off of this. Start making sure I got more Bible information. I do natural information. I like to say it this way sometimes: faith comes by hearing, heard by the word of God; fear comes by hearing, heard by the word of the world. And so we have to make sure for all of you. This is just, just just an exhortation to you: make sure that you're not feeding so much on natural information that's throwing water on the fire of your faith. I want to say that again. Make sure you're not feeding on so much natural information. And I'm not saying to be ignorant because we need natural information to have a target for our faith. You guys are getting some nuggets right now. I hope you're writing things down. You know, that's like when you get a medical diagnosis. Sometimes you have to have a diagnosis so you know what to shoot your faith at. Because once Seth is diagnosed and got a name, then you can use your faith to change what is until it lines up with God's Word. But anyway, always, always, always take good notes. Write the Scriptures down and uh then go home and study. But Romans chapter 3, verse 27. Romans 3, verse 27. We're talking about the law of faith tonight. And it's right out of the Bible. Verse 27 Says, where is boasting then is excluded? By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Do you see that? The Bible says there's a spiritual law called the law of faith. We got live people now. We're not, we're not preaching just to a camera to put on the internet so we get some amens tonight. I could even hear a hallelujah somewhere. How about a glory to God? Amen. And so the law of faith, this isn't talking about something like a speed limit law or a shoplifting law. You know, there's laws that the government makes we're supposed to live by because we don't live by the laws that we get in trouble. And so there's different laws like that. But we're talking about a spiritual principle that will benefit every person that lives on the earth if they learn about God's laws and then put into practice God's laws. And so, in the natural realm, God made some laws. The law of gravity. How many know the law of gravity? Amen. And then also the law of seed time and harvest and many other laws. And you know, the law of seed time and harvest is what farmers live by. Farmers plant seeds and God sets some things up in nature that if you put seeds in good soil and you have rain, not too much rain, enough rain, and you have sunshine, there's something that happens, and it's not magic. Things start to grow up. And what you plant in the ground is what comes up out of the ground. And that's the law of nature, but it's a law. And the law of gravity, everybody knows the law of gravity. What goes up? It's going to come down. That's that's a natural law. And you learn to cooperate with natural laws, you get benefit. I know there was a place back in Indiana we used to like to go to called Spring Mill State Park. They had, they had, they had a, a big water wheel for a grist mill for grinding up wheat and flour and different things and making things that people would use. That thing was built back in the 1800s as at the bottom of a great big hill. Indiana doesn't have mountains, they have hills. Is at the bottom of a big hill with a creek and they channeled that water to come down a thing called a, called a, called a, a plume, I think it was called. And it hit the, it hit this big paddle wheels like a river. Ever, ever seen a river boat got those paddles on their spin? Well, this big wheel had boards on it and when gravity brought that water down, it turned that wheel. And that wheel had a great big shaft in the middle of it that had gears on it. And those gears inside were hooked up to big things that ground up corn and wheat and things. That was the law of gravity. They learned how to tap into the law of gravity and get benefit out of it. And, of course, the law of gravity, if you don't cooperate with the law of gravity, the law of gravity can kill you. Jump off a big building, jump off a bridge or something like that, and gravity won't help you. It will hurt you. Well, God has spiritual laws that he made. And one of the law, another law that the book of Romans talks about is called the law of sin and death. Have you read that in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 7, the law of sin and death? And there's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the opposite of the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death will destroy your life. You decide to practice sin more than live for God. And God's got law set up in the spirit, the realm of the spirit. It'll produce death. It'll produce death in a marriage. It'll produce death in finances. Anything that you do that's walking away from God's way of living right, then you're getting into the law of sin and death. But then Romans chapter 8 says that the law of the spirit of life, another law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And so we're talking about spiritual laws that God set up. And if you're taking notes, I I keep emphasizing that because teaching is my strength. And I know if you were going to school right now and you just listened but wasn't able to take notes, you might not pass the test. And so when you take notes and able to write things down, then it helps you to pass the test of life because tests do come. Is anybody here ever not went through a trial or a test? We all do. And when we go through them, the more you've studied up, the easier it is to pass the test. Amen. Does that make sense? So tonight we're talking about the law of faith. And I want to tell you... A definition of natural laws, as spiritual laws operate similar to natural laws. So here's this definition. I looked up years ago and I wrote in my Bible by this verse. The definition of natural laws such as gravity and laws of science, laws of chemistry and mathematical laws and different things in the natural world. Here's this definition. Under the same conditions, laws will produce the same results every time without variation. And you need to get a hold of this. Because we're talking about the law of faith. And since faith pleases God, the more we cooperate with the law of faith, then we'll get more of what the Bible says we can have when we cooperate with God's law. I'll give you this definition again. Under the same conditions, laws will produce the same results every time without variation. Every time that a farmer... Or if you've got a little garden, every time you plant tomatoes, you're going to get tomatoes. Every time you plant roses, you're going to get a rose bush and have roses. Whatever you plant, that's what you're going to grow without variation every time. There's no way that you're going to plant, you're going to plant tomatoes and all of a sudden come out and say, wow, that's a miracle. I got watermelons. No, you got tomatoes because that law of seed time and harvest it and reaping, it always works. Every time, it works. And the law of faith always works. God would not tell us, in Hebrews eleven six 6, that the only way to please God is to live by faith. And then over and over in the Bible, it says, The just, or the righteous, shall live by faith. God says we're supposed to walk by faith, and not live by our senses. Just what we feel, what we see, anybody Anybody, saved or unsaved, can go by what they see. The whole world right now sees there's a a disease called coronavirus. They all see that. We see it too, but faith does more than see. Faith changes. When I got diagnosed with serious cancer a couple years ago, my faith changed it. And I'm not bragging on me at all. I'm bragging on the Word of God. I'm bragging on Jesus. Jesus told me in His Word some spiritual laws concerning healing. One of those laws was the law of laying hands on the sick. Anointing anointing the sick with all the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And so when I got cancer in my blood, I wasn't in fear. I wasn't afraid. I do that without variation, under the same conditions, every time the Word of God would produce healing. Amen. Amen. And so this coronavirus and things going around, I do not deny that they're real. They're very real. But I do deny their right to attach themselves to me or my family. Amen. Or my loved ones, because faith does work in the Word of God. And so tonight, as we look at this law of faith... We're going to see some things, simple things, that if you practice these, the law of faith will benefit you and bring results every time. Hearing God's word always produces faith. Hearing God's word always produces faith. Speaking and acting on God's word that you hear will always bring to pass in your life what the Bible says. Jesus has done for you, what he's provided for you, what belongs to you as a born-again child of God. And so in essence, that's the law of faith. You hear the word, talk the word, and you do what the word of God says to do. And I want to show you a good really good Bible example. Matter of fact, is one of my favorite examples in Mark chapter five. You can turn there. Mark chapter five. One of my favorite examples of a woman that learned How to cooperate with the law of faith. Mark chapter 5. We're going to be looking at verse 25 to 34. And just. This is really, really simple. Because God. Makes things so simple. That uneducated people can get it. Highly educated people can get it. Uneducated people can get it. Because God's a God of love. He knows we're down here on the earth. And we got a couple enemies. In John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, The devil is a thief, and he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then also, the New Testament teaches quite a bit about our flesh. Matter of fact, in Romans chapter 8, it says our flesh are enemies of God. That's our senses. That's seeing things, hearing things. Learning things contrary to the Word of God. And, you know, I'll give you an example of that. When I first got saved, my family took me in, began to disciple me, and raised me in the Lord. She had been a nurse for a lot of years. And she was sitting there the same healing thing we were. But she told me as a nurse, she had a really hard time with being able to minister healing to people. Because as soon as somebody came to her for prayer, nurse in her flesh, her learning. And that's really good to know that stuff. But when it comes to the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the Word of God can change things that people see. Now, with doctors in medicine, this church is very much for doctors in medicine. We're never against doctors in medicine. We really want the hell, all the help we get what we do. But she told me that well, I went to her one type of prayer. She said, oh, I want to tell you right now, I know that it, here's what's going on with you. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And I said, wow, you mean God can't do anything about that? He can't change that? She said, no, that was my nurse talking. The Word of God says, lay hands on you in the name of Jesus, you'll recover. So I'm getting out of nurse mode. I'm getting into believer mode. And we had the believer part kick in. Amen? And so whether it's financial things, when people are having financial problems, the first thing as a man of God i got to tell them is the Word of God says, Bring your tithe to Jesus, and Jesus will open the windows of heaven, pour out blessings on your finances, and make them go further than you can make them go. Make them buy more than you make them buy. Give you deals that you can't get online. God will cause things to happen for you. And then in addition to that, in Malachi chapter 3, if somebody's coming to me for help, I say that God said in Malachi chapter 3, you bring your tithe to Him, He will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He caused things to turn around, and that's cooperate with God's law of tithing. You see what I'm saying? And so we have to understand that that your flesh, your senses, the laws of the flesh, can override the law of faith if you're allowed to. And so you got two enemies: you got the devil and his demons trying to do things in your life, and then you got your own senses. Sometimes two people are too educated for their own good. Amen. And once again. I'm not coming against education at all. I'm just saying this. Whatever you come up to, any situation in life, anything that you've learned that's contrary to the Word of God, you got to put what you've got on the shelf and stick with the Word. Do a better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Isn't it good to be back in church again? Amen. Let's clap real loud or something. And so Mark chapter 5, I want to see this. And as we, we're going to start, we're going to start at verse twenty five. But as I read this, I want you to just listen to what I'm going to say real carefully. Listen to me. I want to talk about this woman in a way that will make it personal for you. For whatever you're facing in life right now, I want to put you in her shoes. It may not be sickness. It may be financial things, job things. It may be family things, whatever it is. Nothing. Is impossible with God. Luke 137 says. Says for with God. Nothing shall be impossible. Say for with God. God. Now let's emphasize with God. Say with God. God. Nothing. Nothing. Shall be impossible. Amen. So this lady had a serious female problem. For 12 years we're going to see. So verse 25 says a certain woman. which had issue of blood 12 years. That means she had female trouble. Twelve years is a long time to put up with a problem. That's a real problem like this. It says she suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all that she had. That means the woman ran out of money. She spent all that she had. And then it says this: she was totally better. What's your Bible say? It says she was nothing better, but on the contrary, rather, she got worse. And so what that tells me is this: this lady, with her serious troubles, she went from doctor to doctor because that's what she knew to do. You know, when you're sick, you go to doctors. And in modern times, with all the healthcare things, sometimes insurance tells you you can't see the doctor, or tells you they'll only go this far. The doctor says, "I'm sorry, I can't help you. I've got the medicine, but your insurance won't cover it." Well, there's a specialist. But your insurance won't approve it and things like that. And so, you know, you may not you may not uh, be where she was. Or you're out of money, can't see any more doctors, but the doctors may not be willing to see you. And so I'm talking about things that are impossible in life. And so this woman, with all the trouble she had, she ran out of money. And so, therefore, she can see no more doctors if there's one to help her. There may be people here are watching that are in that situation right now. But it may be a family thing. It may be your family's just about to split up. You may have got so tired of looking at each other the last three months that you have to have a break, and then maybe one of you saying, it's going to be a permanent break. I can't take any more of your face. Well, with God, nothing's impossible. It may be, it may be, you've got teenage children, and your teenage children may be driving you nuts. It might be that. It might be, That your job said, well, we found out the last three months that we can get by without you. We don't need you anymore. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I want you to look at this woman's life right here. And I want you to see the end result first of all. Fast forward to verse 34. Jesus said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold thy plague. And so this, this woman's faith, Jesus said, did what the doctors couldn't do. And did what her money that she didn't have couldn't buy. Her faith turned this helpless, hopeless situation all the way around. And Jesus told her she was totally healed because she put into practice the law of faith. Now, I want to say something and listen really, really close. How many of you do know that the Bible teaches us, sometimes it actually says, that God is no respecter of persons? Amen. Amen. In other words, what he's saying is, God has nobody, that's a special case, their favorite one. And God's going to say, in spite of what all's going on, tell you what, I'm just going to make a special case and heal you, just because I'm God. Well, God does do things like that. Sometimes things happen. think, wow, how'd that happen but in this case right here, Jesus said it didn't happen for any other reason other than one thing, he said lady, you tapped into the law of faith, said your faith is what made you whole. And so I want to say this 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 way, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible tells us in multiple places God's word never changes. God's Word, it endures forever. God's Word will always be the same. Amen? And so, if this woman could get faith in Jesus, not having the internet to study out things, not having a little old goofy phone in her pocket to pull up and look at verses, the New Testament wasn't even written yet, if this woman could get faith back in those days, enough faith to heal her of something she had for 12 years, to where Jesus would say, Lady your faith has made you whole, then I want to say this. Your faith can get you a job. Your faith can save your family. Your faith can get your addicted loved one or yourself delivered. Your faith in God, practicing the law of faith, will make you whole financially, spiritually, Mentally, family wise, job wise, whatever it is, your faith will absolutely turn your life around 180 degrees if you do what we're going to see tonight. And so we're going to keep this real simple as we see this. So we saw the start of it. She was helpless and hopeless and sick, had no answers. But then she found out something, and Jesus said it was the faith. That you have that did it. And so anyway, if she can do it, we can do it. And so on your paper, write down one, two, three, four. I'm going to show you four simple things here. Just write it down one uh, what, what another. One, and then write underneath that, put a two, then a three, then a four, and show you four simple things that this woman did. That if you make these a lifestyle. By the way, I want to I want to say something, just make sure we get this. God does not have a magic wand. God's not a microwave. You don't you don't push this uh, something on the microwave and push start and get what you need from God and then go back to living like a dummy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I was, 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 was talking I was talking to Dana and learned a lot of things about data. But Dana, when he first got saved and he knew nothing about spiritual things, he told me. He smoked marijuana, read his Bible, and go to church because he knew no better. And God blessed him where he was, but he wanted him to grow up. And said so he found out that getting high on marijuana wasn't the best way to live. So he got delivered. And so there may be some things in your life as a new Christian that you do because you don't know any better. But you know what? I have seen little babies. Talk about, we had eight children. We've got a whole lot of grandchildren. I saw little babies eat those little chocolate balls out of their diaper before they were little. If you didn't watch them, you ever seen a baby do that? They'll grab anything and put it in their mouth. But if they were 10 years old, and you saw them do something like that, you think, man, they should have grown up by now. Well that, to me, that's the way a Christian is. If a Christian, when they first get saved, think that fornication's okay, think the drinking alcohol is okay or whatever it is they're doing they did before well god winks at it because he knows they're a baby and they don't know any better and so he wants you to come to church send out of the word of god as you see things of the word of god that you're supposed to do how you change your lifestyle god expects you to quit eating poop okay just real simple god expects you to quit eating trash and so as a christian what i'm saying is this these things we're showing you out of this woman's life are not a magic thing you do and then go back to living how you used to do and think, well, all I have to do next time is step one, two, three, four, and it'll work again. There'll come a point in time where it won't work because you step stepped into the law of sin and death again, and that's what's going to come to your life is death in your relationships, death in your finances, and maybe death in your life. And so you have to live, right? So as we look at these things, this is not just a magic formula that you just push anytime you want to, like the microwave. This is a lifestyle. You live this way all the time. And when you do, then you're living in faith all the time. You're pleasing God all the time. And your life's going to change for the better. Somebody said amen. 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 And so anyway, I want you to notice then, point number one, verse 27, says, When she had heard of Jesus. When she had heard of Jesus. Step number one, she heard. Jesus is the living word. Hold your place. And look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. This is the number one step to cooperating with the law of faith. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17 says in faith cometh by praying. How many know that praying is the right thing to do? But unless you hear the word of God, I doubt if you're praying in faith. Because when you're praying the word, you're praying faith. Amen? It says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The number one step, the number one step to be a person of faith, to where your faith will produce results, is to hear the word of God. Amen. And what word do you need to hear? Well, if your health is doing great, and you have no sickness working in your life, but you're about to go bankrupt, it'd be really good to study verses of the Bible about God's financial provision. Amen. You need to hear the Word of God in the area that you're needing help. If If you're raising children, and your children's doing great, but you're having trouble on your job, and don't know how to be a good employee, or don't know how to be a good employer, It'd be really good to study the Bible, not so much on children at that time of your life, but about, about relationships with people. How to be a submissive person. And if you're, if you're the employer, if you're the boss, the supervisor, you need to learn from the Bible how to treat other people that you have authority over. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so we're looking at the law of faith. And Jesus said, this woman's faith made her whole. She got healed. But then the first thing we see in her life, she had heard all the doctors had to say, tried all they had to offer, and said she just kept getting worse and worse and worse as she got broke. And so finally, you might want to write this statement down. Finally, she changed the source of what she was hearing. She quit listening to what everybody else had to say. As she listened to what Jesus had to say. Amen or oh me? Amen. Amen. So she heard. Number one, number one step to cooperate with the law of faith is to hear the word of God. And then number two, look at verse 28. And then she said, she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She said. And so the number two thing is, you gotta begin speaking What the word of God says, you gotta speak what you want God to do. You quit talking the problem, you start talking the answer that the word of God says. Hold your place and go over to chapter 11. I'm gonna look at verse 22 and 23. Chapter 11, go look at verse 22 and 23. Isn't it great to be in here again? I'll tell you what, it sure, it sure is wonderful to be able to teach the Word of God again that people need help and see them get help in their lives changed. So, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, says, And Jesus answered, saith to them, Have faith in God. And then He says, For verily I say unto you, Here is how faith works, He says, Faith in God. I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, And I circled that word whosoever in my Bible. And let me tell you why I circled that word whosoever. And then right beside that, I wrote, this is talking about me, because I'm whosoever. Amen. I'm whosoever. I said, this means me. He's talking about me. And I'll tell you why. Because so many times, religious teaching tells us that this was just for the apostles. When they died, these things passed away. Well, Jesus was talking to the apostles. After he said, if this was for them only, he would have said, now you apostles, I'm going to tell you something that will work for you. But after you die, the whole world's on their own. Then it won't work anymore. He didn't say that. He said, apostles, whosoever shall say. And so I said, this means me because Jesus said whosoever. So my name's right in there. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Say he's talking about me. Because I'm a whosoever. So listen closely. We're talking about the law of faith. Whosoever shall say, and this woman said something. Remember point number two? She said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now the mountain is talking about a big problem. Have you ever had a problem? It was a big problem. Looked like a big mountain. You thought, how could I ever get past this mountain? You're just so overwhelmed. You know, it's an impossible thing. And looks like you're going to lose. Well, that woman, after 12 years, would you say she had a mountain in her life? Can you imagine being a lady, having that bleeding issue for 12 years, and no help? That was a mountain to her. She spoke to the mountain. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith. Do you see the saying again? Twice it's talking about saying now, but shall believe not the things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have or she shall have whatsoever she saith. What are you saying? What are you saying about your mountain? Well, you know what the doctor said. Well, you know what the company said. Well, you know what the news said. What did you say? Are you saying what God says? Or are you going to say what everybody else says? What did the doctors tell this lady? Well, since it says she went to all these doctors and they couldn't help her, they must have been telling her, Sorry, we can't help you. Sorry, we can't help you. You've got to learn to live with this. You've got to cope with this. You've got to put up with this all your life. This is one of those things that is beyond medical science. This woman then heard what Jesus said. And then you begin to say what Jesus said. Amen? And so, one thing of this here I do want to point out to you, though, because you need to get this. You notice right in the middle of what Jesus said in verse 23. says, and shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. How many know that when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about your spirit? When you got born again, let me ask you a question. Not a set-up. I don't ask set-up questions. I know some preachers like to set you up. You raise your hand. You feel stupid because you thought you knew the answer. I don't do that stuff because I fell for it too many times. So, <laughs> I don't do that. How many know that when you got born again, your spirit changed, but you still got the same mind, same head? And the devil cannot get in your heart. But he throws thoughts at your head. So, Jesus did not say, shall not doubt in his head. He said, the heart. Faith is in your heart. The Holy Spirit's in your heart. The Holy Spirit's not a doubter. God's not a doubter. And so, when you speak to the mountain, when you pray for things, I'll tell you what, when you're going through blood cancer treatments, when you're going through heart things, you're going through financial things and the bills are coming every day, you're getting the emails telling you this is it, last notice, and all that kind of stuff. Your head is hilt with doubt. But you keep faith in your heart. You keep feeding that Word of God to your heart. You close your eyes. You praise Jesus. You love Jesus. You're reminded of what His Word says. You quote His Word. You talk His Word. You have an open heart. You say, Jesus, if anything I need to see, show me. Anything I need to change, I'll change. Whatever you want me to do, Jesus. And so your heart, full of faith, Will overcome doubt in the mind. You don't speak the doubts. You speak the faith that comes from your heart. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Do you see that? Amen. Shall not doubt in his heart. And look at the last part of that verse again. Shall have whatsoever he saith. So point number two. Number two step. Is you got to say. And be in agreement. With what the word of God says. About what you believe in God for. Now back to Mark chapter 5. And point number three. Want to look at verse 27 again. She heard of Jesus. Verse 28 says before she went to him, says she said, and it says she came in the press behind and touched his clothes. And so she acted on what she was believing and what she was saying. She said, if I touch with his garment, I shall be whole. Well, it says she didn't stop with just saying it. She acted on it. She went and did that. Look at James chapter 1, verse 22. James 1, verse 22. Isn't it wonderful to know that God's got the answer for what you're facing? And that the law of faith works just as surely as mathematical laws. How many have ever added 2 plus 2 and got something other than 4? It's always going to get 4. Whether you're a little child in school to pass the math test, or whether you're bouncing a checkbook, or whether you're making out a budget, two hundred dollars plus two hundred dollars always makes 400 dollars. It's a mathematical law. If you're spending 500, you only got 400, you're hundred in the hole, you're negative. It's a mathematical law. It always works. Faith always works. Faith comes by hearing. Faith is activated by saying, and it comes to pass by doing James one twenty two says, but be you doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. It says, if you don't do what you're hearing and you know to do, then you're deceived your own self. And, you know, somebody said. It doesn't work for me. You just proved it. You had what you said. As soon as you said it didn't work, guess what? You activated a spiritual law. You had what you said. As soon as you keep on saying, well, I'll tell you what, I'm trying that tithing business. I tithe three times. Well, it took you 30 years to get in the stupid shape you're in. Man, if you, could, if you get that mess in 30 years, at least give God longer than three paychecks. <laughs> Amen. And then as you're tithing, talk about what's going on. Talk about the open windows of heaven. Talk about the devour being rebuked. Talk about the blessing on your life because you know what the Bible says. Do you? amen? And so be doers of the word and not hearers only. In other words, you put into action what you're hearing. Now go back to Mark chapter 5. Step number 4. This is the best one out of them all. Step number 4, verse 29. The woman had already... Heard the living word Jesus, the healer. She spoke out that when she got to Jesus and touched his garment, she was going to be healed. Then step number three, she acted on what she was hearing and saying and she touched him. And then verse 29, step number four is the receiving part. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Amen. Step number four, you receive what the law of faith says belongs to you. This woman heard, she said, she acted on it, then she received healing her body, and so she was healed. And so the law of faith, the law of faith will always produce miracles in your life and family if you cooperate with it according to God's holy written word. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.